Hi everyone, I am Caroline Hill, Editor-in-Chief of Legal IT Insider. Welcome to the latest episode of Charting Change in Legal. I am here with... Ari Kaplan. I'm an analyst that covers the legal industry and I'm looking forward to our something of a countdown to Legal Week discussion today and uh, excited about the conference. So, okay, let's just kick this off by saying Ari is going the conference legal week i am not uh so i have got huge sour grapes but in the interest of everyone listening in and having the right content for the right time i'm gonna fo- we're gonna focus on legal week <laughs> despite the fact although I'm- to be clear i happen to live here so it isn't that <laughs> difficult and i have not been to legal geek in london for example which is an event that i would like to attend so mm. sometimes you're close and sometimes not although i i should say that i have been going to this conference i practiced in new york city for nearly nine years from 1997 to 2006 and for many of those years i would walk over to this hotel the new york hilton in midtown to try to get story ideas to pitch to David Snow or Sean Doherty or Monica Bay at at ALM in an effort to try to get an article published. So now 20 it's been 20 years or some crazy uh number. It's funny to continue to go and to try to figure out, you know, what's changed, what are the ideas that are interesting to people. I'm not so much looking for story ideas anymore, but certainly trying to figure out what are the trends and I always look forward to that kind of excitement. And I also have to say, I'm really glad it's back to being end of January, first day of February. It was Are you moved. Why? It's going to be freezing. It's it, going to snow. Like it, it will always- actually, according to the forecast, it isn't going to be as cold as it's been in New York in the last couple of weeks. And also, Legal Week tends to be the, the spark of the legal tech year. And if that spark does not happen until the end of March, it really pushes a lot of opportunities forward and it, it, it tends to compress things. And then you start interfering with the ABA tech show and then it moves into clock now, which has a big position in, in May and even into ILTA over the summer. And so Legal Week being back really starts the year earlier. And for someone like me and also for someone like you, the news comes out sooner, launches are sooner. There's just a lot more yeah. excitement and enthusiasm and activity. And so I'm happy it's happening. Yeah, yeah. I, I get you. I get you. I, I'm doing so we'll come on to I'm really look, looking forward to hearing what you're looking forward to doing right there at the conference. And it's something that I always go to so I know you say about legal geek but I've not missed this for years but in any event uh I'm doing a series of on-camera interviews chatting to people about there's always the the releases you've got the new products um people want to talk about it's really varied it's funny how they vendors particularly obviously use it as an opportunity to announce all sorts so I'm speaking soon to I manage about they're talking about their new conference in the U.S. um and I'm speaking to um there's a patent um, co-pilot company called Killy Technology. They've just launched this new co-pilot called DaVinci. We were talking about that. We've been talking, I was, I've already talked to ProSearch about some new Gen AI technology, uh, Gen AI functionality that they've released. It's really varied, right? That's what I like about it. But there's inevitably going to be a big e-discovery theme as there always is, which fits right into your sweet, sweet spot, right? Well, I'd like to think that my sweet spot is holistically legal. So I noticed some interesting 
commentary on online, for example, on, on LinkedIn, people talking about, oh, the theme is going from e-discovery to generative AI. But really, a lot of it will be the incorporation of generative AI into e-discovery or the incorporation of generative AI into into CLM or the incorporation of generative AI into document management. And I think that that's much more about what we'll see. I don't know that it's going to be so much an e-discovery show. And over the years, I think it's moved away from that and much more into the broader, more complete look, a portfolio look at legal technology as opposed to just for a specific use case. Although I do know about e-discovery and have been lucky to be part of that community for many years. And the folks who have been in it for a while are really the experts in in AI. And so the, I think I like I, I'm so glad to see a lot of the people who really do have credibility and have been using some form of artificial intelligence for much, much longer than the public has known about generative AI. I, I'm so happy to see those folks featured and really sharing the benefit of their experience. That's really the theme this year, frankly, is just, you know, what are the use cases? How are we using it? Who's making mistakes? Are the mistakes so catastrophic that we should never use it again? I think there's a lot of questions happening and people are kind of uh, trying to embrace the idea that this is sort of perfectly imperfect. So I had this exact conversation yesterday. I was saying there's such an opportunity. And this was sparked by a conversation at the end of the year I had with Joy Heathrush, who is CEO of ILTA, as most people know. Uh, she was saying, I asked her what her hope would be, you know, for perhaps this year. Um, and in terms of how, as an industry, we start to be a bit more perhaps sensible in the way we talk about gen ai or learn about it interact with it and she said one of her hopes is that she the e-discovery community helps the rest of us or the rest of them depending on where you're listening in from to understand some of the learnings from things like technology assisted review right so the e-discovery sector as you as you just said rightly has been doing some amazingly progressive things with ai for years and had to go through some similar learnings in terms of you know when tar was first introduced as as um you know as a as a sort of something that we might do on a normal day-to-day -day basis it it really was it was it you know what the reaction was it was case law there was discussion there was oh my god this is never going to be accepted and then sure enough now it's quite normal it's a time saving cost saving exercise and so it'd be really interesting to get more reflection more people who went through that to start really reflecting on that and the learnings from that i think well it's also elevated the practice in many ways when i when i first graduated law school i spent time doing document review i did document review before i started my official job and then once i started my official job and that was a big part of what a lot of law firm associates did in the very beginning and now that isn't really necessary but those folks can rely on uh, some type of technology and the technology today is is very good across the board to do some of that initial work and then they can apply much more analytical thinking now i i do believe that technology ai any sort of advanced tool that is being developed now will replace jobs i i think that we are tricking ourselves into believing that the future will not involve replacement of jobs. But this is historically what's happened. And so the question is not, will it replace jobs? How, it's it just, how should I adapt? How much better will my job be? And I think that 
these tools have really improved the job of more junior people, made the work more satisfying, given them an opportunity to be more interactive, more collaborative. And that tends to lead to stickiness. People stay longer. They're not looking for the next opportunity. They're just thinking, wow, this is actually pretty interesting. Not only is this organization an innovative place where they apply technology where it's necessary, but it gives me the chance to kind of exercise muscles in terms of critical thinking and uh, you know just working with others. And I, I like that. And I think hopefully the themes at Legal Week will, will touch on that. Yeah, no, you're true. It's so true. I do think that the it's so interesting. Tar, big outcry. Contract review when we had Kira. Yeah, to a certain extent, but it was it was more just a case of measuring, right? Like measuring a, a real life exercise versus Kira. Um, as Kira was obviously the forerunner, seeing whether it, it did things right, right? Just you know, needing to learn to trust it. I think one of the things that really, perhaps, the discovery sector does better. Well, I can't say I speak from authority with, on, on this, but this is what I've been told. And I'm trying to think whether I sort of have any, whether I've written anything about this, but they're better at measuring, right? You know, obviously in terms of um, you, you having those feedback loops, you know, does this work? How does it work? What, what time savings? What are the ROI? You know, being much more scientific and meticulous about it, you know, rather than just perhaps <laughs> seeing, throwing it against the wall, seeing what works. I, I get the impression that their their approach is much more successful in terms of longevity for working out what we should be doing and why. Well, you're absolutely right because you can measure precision, you can measure recall, you can incorporate data science into a process that has historically been just about looking at something and see if it's similar to something else. You have a machine do that and you can have a human being do something better. I actually am looking forward to a number of discussions because you know you and I have this wonderful opportunity to, you're doing your video series and I'll have some meetings at, at legal week. We have this wonderful opportunity to hear directly from the people who are developing these tools, the people yeah. who are on the ground, not only testing them and getting it right and getting it wrong, but also putting it out into the universe and seeing how people are deploying it. One of the things that I think often comes out of these events is that somebody ends up showing you how you can deploy it beyond whatever the intended use case was. And then kind of magic happens. And I, I really I really like that about this particular show. And I also, again, we'll just go back to saying I like the fact that it, it's happening earlier because it will give people more of a roadmap and more time to follow that roadmap. Do you know one thing I'm curious? So, so with all the announcements that are already starting to happen and they're going to come during the conference um i'm curious as to what sort of things will be announced because so there was an announcement recently that that this company had a generative ai strategy it's like big announcement and i was like what does that even say i don't even know what that means um i know that everybody wants to be seen to be associated i do hope that the, the announcements that are made are to be helpful to the market i'm not just being a tinker <laughs> even though i am right <laughs> um so i think i hope that they're substantive i hope that people are being thoughtful this year and giving some guidance and you know not i hope that there's less uh fluffiness in in the announcements that are made well i will tell you that i so i just finished interviewing 35 decision makers in e-discovery. I do this annual e-discovery unfiltered report and I finish it prior to legal week. 
the fact that it was two months earlier this year just sort of pushed that and accelerated that time frame. But I, I finished it and there were a number of folks. So I typically will speak to decision makers at, at sizable organizations. And there were definitely people who have uh, still still have a need for on-premises tools, still are not necessarily wildly embracing a generative AI or testing tools, want to see what their peers are doing before they decide to jump in, are considering some proofs of concept this year. So attendees really need to decide between their needs, what they're hearing directly from their peers who are in the trenches, and whatever they're seeing in terms of signage or or media coverage because there's a there's a real conflict there sometimes and you want to make sure that you're getting the best information and luckily I'll be having some I'm hosting some dinners and you know I'm even hosting a run at 6 a.m on Wednesday morning in Central Park yes. All and right. so <laughs> we'll, uh, People, people show up. I, you know, people. It's, it's, it's really quite something when you go down to the lobby and you see all these people there, and they're just, you know, some people are having coffee and some people are just like ready to go. And oh my uh, gosh. Um, I know it even it even fascinates me uh, to this point. It was fa it's fascinating when it happens in Las Vegas at six o'clock in the morning. And it's just as fascinating what happens in New York City uh, in the in the end of January. So the one thing I will say, though, is that wait, 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 before yeah. you move off the run, will, yeah. I, will you will you forget I've, or I can come back to the run? No, come back to it now. Yeah. I want to know why you posted a picture of yourself, like in all that gear, right? You looked so, like you were dressed for a scuba dive. Well, I was running. <laughs> I, I happened to have posted a picture of myself on LinkedIn, which I try not, I typically don't do, but I thought it was kind of funny. I had gone running that morning and it was 18 degrees here. So it, it was just like obscenely, just obscenely cold. And legal week, as I understand it, next week will be warmer than that although i don't think it's going to be warm it won't rain but i just thought it was just a funny picture because it I was, was very funny you several looked, pairs you of gloves like and, a, and a ski mask <laughs> and a, you know i had and I, I i didn't have it on but i wear a headlamp because it's dark out when i'm running and i had actually skipped running several days because it was too icy we we had, wonder, we had it's not safe if you're running yeah we had basically it. been enveloped in a, in a, in a cloak yeah. of ice for several days and so in the dark it's really hard to oh, yeah. figure out whether something is just a wet ground or ice and no I, that's dangerous who, it was very funny thought. all you could see was your eyes um, right. but, and then, and then I think that was your kind of like, you're going to come running with me at legal week. I'm like, oh my gosh, if well, it was, it, that yes. would me off. No, yes, I'm not yes. coming. Although I will say that part of the reason I posted that was in an effort to promote our discussions on the virtual lunch. I don't think people made that what connection. Discussion was that? We've been having this very cool series of discussions uh, on a, on a sort of, we call this series countdown to legal week and I'm doing it with JS held. And so every day we've been talking about something other than we've been talking about substantive topics. Like yesterday it was about how not to get hacked at legal week. So it was about cybersecurity. You know how not to get how 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 not to use public Wi-Fi stuff like oh, that, right? And so, but one day we talked about what to bring, like what to wear, and how to, you know, for example, if you're running between meetings that are outside, yeah, they don't have a very good mechanism for checking your coat. You have to go to a coat check, get your coat, check it, 
get your coat, check it. It's really, so should you bring a coat? You know, the session rooms are very cold, but walking around is very warm. And it was just this very funny discussion. It's like, well, what about comfortable shoes? Well, can you wear comfortable <laughs> shoes with a suit? Can you wear it with a dress? Like, you know, what Always about- Always wear comfortable shoes. Yes. And Always. it was a very, very funny uh, conversation. Should you wear, you know, do, should, you, should you wear a suit? Can you get away with like jeans and a cool blazer, you know? And mm. anyway, we were just having this really fun. So the point was, you know, I, I said, oh, if you're going to, if you're going to go to Legal Week, you know, don't look like this yeah. guy or something like that. <laughs> And so it, it's actually it's actually every single day we've talked about something like in terms of meetings. So mm. I, I create a Calendly link that is exclusive for Legal Week and it, it, it updates according to what's on my calendar so that if you're going to if you're going to have more than two or three meetings, you really need a mechanism where people can go and book time that's convenient yeah. for them. Not necessarily for you, but I I know that the Calendly somehow has some it's a mildly controversial. I don't understand that controversy, but I still think for the sake of efficiency, I have a Calendly link and I'm like, I would love to meet with you. I'm open in a lot of different times. I can't list them all here. Just click on this link and pick anything that works for you. And yeah. it's been super, super efficient. And I, I highly Huge. encourage it. So we talked about scheduling meetings one day. It's been fun. That's, I can't agree. So I've been doing that this year, right? So so I've had the link for a long time. I've had Calendly for a long time. But what I hadn't done is managed to make it so that it was all up to date. So it was all um, integrated so that it actually reflects when I'm available or not. So I had previously had, for some reason I had clashes. I had this, I hadn't put when I had to take my youngest son to rugby. So then someone would put, you know, like I just wasn't managing it. Yep. And so, mm -hmm. and when you do that, it's stressful because you suddenly find something in your diary that you can't make, right? So the key is to go into the, you know, Calendly on the website and, and update, make sure that everything's like I do it now the beginning of the week just make sure that there's nothing that I haven't thought of and then it's absolutely brilliant it's been a it's been a game changer for me because to, to have it to use it properly is so quick and I've and I've even things like so I said to people oh you know if, if we just want to clarify like so with one of the organizers of legal week I just wanted to clarify something and you know normally you'd have this bit backwards and forwards I just went oh just let's speak for five minutes just just jump on my calendar we don't have to speak even for the full 15 minutes like that's the minimum slot so we actually just spoke for 10 minutes and then we we had it sorted it's I'm absolutely loving it it's so efficient I've been paying for Calendly for years and in fact one of the best features they have is that if you find yourself with a conflict, you could just go in, click reschedule, find yeah. some other time that works for both of us. I never even have to know by email. I'll see, a, I'll get a message about it, but I don't ever have to interact with you. Whatever yeah. is best for you, I think of it as a courtesy to others, not necessarily because I'm so important, right? I just think that like that's it's, the cultural thing that you're talking about. Is that the thing that you were saying? I don't like really understand. People think that if there's something. Um, maybe arrogant about me sending you a link to say, book what's best for me. And I'm just thinking, actually, I and, and your point, your point about the calendar is really important because I also used to find myself, I used a different booking tool and I used to find myself not paying attention to my calendar as well as I should. And I would have conflicts. And now what I do is, first of all, I, I Calendly allows you to you know pick time. So I never allow booking on my generally on my calendar before one o'clock 
so that I know I can always do work in the mornings. If mm. anybody needs to speak to me at any point, I'm happy to accommodate. But all mm. things being equal, I'd rather speak in the afternoon from a productivity standpoint. When I have an event like Legal Week, I basically shut off the ability to book my usual calendar, which I have at schedulere.com. How about that one? And <laughs> I learned that I, I I have to give credit to Brad Blickstein, who has something like schedulebrad.com. And he's like, this I'm is great. Buy but yeah, yeah, you should have a schedule count. So it it's essentially an easy way for you to remember as opposed to, you know, calendly.com slash the la la la. And so Brad was like, get a get a, a cheap domain and make it your link to your calendly. And I was like, genius, Brad. That's why you're the best. Oh, it's great. Amazing. So I, I I throw that out. That's my little bit of, of, of advice <laughs> and I'm giving full credit. And so anyway, I what I will basically do is shut down the ability to book me using any other link create a very specific link for that. And then I know that that whole week, and then I'll also clean it up. If I may have, you know, you may, sometimes you put, for example, somebody will put on their calendar, it's Caroline's birthday and it recurs every year, let's say, yeah. for example, on a certain date. And if it happens to be that week, it, it takes up a spot, which isn't very good. And so there's a yeah. lot of little calendaring things that you want to make sure that you're meticulous about. But once you do it, it's, it's a, it's a no brainer. I did it. The only thing I'd say we we should get paid by Calendly. Do you think we could do a like liquid sponsored a, by Calendly? That's right. I, I said liquid lunch. I don't mean your thing isn't called a liquid lunch, is it? No, it's called a what? <laughs> the virtual lunch. Virtual <laughs> lunch sponsored by Calendly. <laughs> we need to do a so liquid anyway, we lunch. Get paid by Calendly on our liquid lunch, but um. What was that? I've lost my train of thought now. Well, oh, just if they could be a sponsor. My sense was you were like, oh, maybe they could be a sponsor. We could have a whole discussion about <laughs> about Cal I don't actually know how people navigate big oh. conferences without figuring out how to create an automated scheduling system. That's what I was going to say. And that's what I was going to warn against because that's what I did use it for the last conference, which I guess must have been Ilsa. And uh I was I if you're not careful you just get overrun you know like maybe it wasn't illustrated I think I managed that better I've used it for a conference before where everybody just put time in my diary I completely lost control I think people were forwarding the links and I found that well, I had time well, in my diary I didn't even know who it was I was literally was looking at my diary going I don't even know what's going that's on that's another <laughs> problem terrible. so so actually you raised a really good point I've noticed that people will say on LinkedIn hey if you want to meet with me at legal week just book time I don't I don't think that's a very effective if if you are intentional about going. So yeah. I don't post it publicly, but if if you said to me, Are you are you gonna be at Legal Week? And I would write back immediately and say, I'd love to see you. Here's my link. So yeah. you wanna be more intentional to make sure it's not that I, I, there are people I don't want to see. It's just that you have limited slots. And also you have to be mindful of getting places. So yeah. I typically will avoid – I will only for like in certain instances, I will avoid going to another hotel. I will avoid meeting in a suite. All of those things end up taking a 30-minute meeting and turning it into 10 minutes just because yeah. of the travel time. You're inevitably going to have to run into some – not a have to, but you'll run into somebody. You'll want to say hello to them. Then you're doing this whole, ah, I would love to see you. You know, schedulari.com. Uh, so, you know, there's so little time. I think yeah, this is becomes, trouble. you becomes, realize, don't you? There's so little time. There's so many, so few slots or meeting slots, really. Um, and yeah, the, it's amazing. The last thing I'll say about the, 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 the logistics of this one of the things that I have found that really streamlines this is to pick a place and never leave that place. 
And I, I know that's the executive lounge, the executive lounge in the, the lobby of the Hilton. It's it's really the best investment you could make. I'm a big fan. Or if you're diamond, you get it included, but I'm not diamond there. And so I just think that you need to figure that out because it, if you're running, I used to run to coffee shops and lobbies and this place and that place. It it became too chaotic. I You sort of disappear from the event for a while if you do that, but if what your purpose is is to have like a multifaceted experience where you get to meet with people one-on-one and also experience the event, I will, I will just, if, if you don't mind me sharing this, but I'm actually <laughs> signing copies of my book, Reinventing Professionals, on two different occasions at the Rico booth. And so that is an, a new thing this year that I'm doing. And okay. I'll just tell you when that is happening because I find it so uh, exciting. I'm going to be at the Rico booth from one to two on the Tuesday, the 30th. And then again, if we don't run out of books, haha, uh, three to three 30 <laughs> on the 31st. So uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I think it's fun. And, uh, Oh, I, I would yeah. come and get a signed book if I was there. Well, I'll bring you one in, in London. Yeah. I was hoping to go to London for the Met game, to be honest, but my son can't go. So we're not going. Mm. Mets are playing the Phillies. Not that that means anything to you, but well, no, now I it, know everything about the chiefs. You know, that's another question. That's well, we can talk baseball and football <laughs> and just the, the whole thing. So, oh, so that's uh, it's a different game yes <laughs> charting oh, change in legal not in sports sports and stuff for american yeah. game expertise uh ari i can't wait uh to hear how it went i'm really excited for you doing your book signing um and that is fab you heard the dates here and the times here folks go and support ari he's brilliant and uh, go and take a free book <laughs> And also, thanks, <laughs> thanks. A gift, a gift from Rico. Uh, yeah. Well, Caroline, this is great. I look forward to watching your series. I look forward to promoting your series. I look forward to discussing your series on our next episode of Charting Change Legal. Charting Change Legal. <laughs> Bye, everyone. Thank you.